Hey guys, Arjun here from the Twin Cast, about to give you my top five favorite Christmas movies of all time. Well, I know this is a little bit late. It's better to do this than never. So I'll give you my top five Christmas films in order from least favorite to most favorite. So be sure to comment down below. What are your favorite Christmas films of all time? And also be sure to hit that subscribe button so we can make this number one film and TV podcast in the world. So my five Christmas films, I think I wrote down a list of them. I looked them over and decided, okay, these are going to be my five main Christmas films. The criteria I'm using is quality as well as Christmas spirit. While there's one film on here that I think is absolutely amazing, better than almost every film on here, it might be lower on the list because it isn't as Christmassy as some of the films above it. So with those criteria and that in mind, my number five Christmas film of all time is Die Hard. Die Hard is one of the best action films of all time and is probably the best action film of all time. I think that every sequence in the film is absolutely amazing. All the action is great. And there's a lot of Yuletide spirit sprinkled throughout this film. While it does focus on terrorism, the Christmas elements, and there's a lot of Christmas themed jokes throughout the film that make it a lot better and make it very Christmassy. And that Christmas vibe helps to elevate it from a really good action movie to an excellent film. It's a film that has grown has grown on me every time I watch it. I really liked it the first time. And as I keep watching it, I keep seeing how awesome it is and how much the Christmas feelings and how Christmas plays an integral part in the plot and helps to drive it forward. And what I mean by that is that the, the reason he comes back, it's all about family. It's all about trying to rebuild John McClane's family. During a time of Christmas, he wants to be able to be there for this family and his kids that he's been separated from for so long. And he decides to come to New, he decides to come to LA to be with them and to spend Christmas and to spend family time with them. And because of this, he goes there. But the Christmas and the themes of family are run throughout the film as he's trying to save his wife from these terrorists who are using this ploy of terrorism for monetary gain. And he needs to stop these terrorists in order for him to both save his wife, save his family, and also to save Christmas. This film is also about saving this. Is, it's on Christmas Eve. So he wants to save Christmas for everyone who is battling what I mean by who is battling or being terrorized by these robbers. And because of this, it has lots of Christmas elements coupled with great action. I think this is the best act, one of the best action movies, if not the best action movies of all time in a great Christmas movie. Another thing I really like about this film is the acting from Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis was an actor only known really for television roles, but because of this film, he's able to transform himself into this action hero who's very relatable because his family situation, something a lot of people can understand, but he's also, he he's a real, like he's really good at fighting and he's very talented at combat. And because of this, we get a great mix of both him being scared and him trying to run away, but him also stepping up to the plate trying to save Christmas and his family at the same time. So I think that everyone who who really likes Christmas and likes action movies, this is a film you should go re-watch. The reason it's lower on the list than some of these other ones that I think might not be as good but are higher is just for the simple fact it's not as much Christmas-centric as it is action film. And while the Christmas elements run through it, I think that 
I can, I have to put it lower because Christmas is not a central theme in the fit is a central theme, but it's not the central focus of the film. And because of this, I had to knock it back a couple notches. Coming in at number four, my number four favorite Christmas film is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation is a hilarious film. I think it's the best vacation film by far. All the other vacation films, except for maybe Vegas Vacation, are not good films. They are not, they're not really funny. And they're Chevy Chase is the only kind of saving grace of that film. But besides that, these films are not good at all. I would not recommend really watching them. But Christmas Vacation, it takes the vacation template of crude humor, lowbrow jokes, physical comedy, and Chevy Chase's kind of comedic timing and puts them in a scenario that everyone can understand with a little bit of cynicism, a little bit of heart, and what you get is a great Christmas film. This film is the best performance I've seen Chevy Chase do in any movie ever. I think Clark Griswold in this film is pretty optimistic and he... His, his kind of passion for Christmas and wanting to create a great Christmas runs throughout this film. And we get to see him trying to be, um, trying to save Christmas because his relatives who don't really like each other and all this infighting seems to be ruining Christmas, but his optimism and his love for Christmas and family shines through as he is kind of in these different episodic situations and through maybe he just optimism and sheer luck, he's able to overcome them. And I think that's a great message for any person who watches this film. I think that many people see, many people may see this film as episodic, but I think that's also why it works because the reason it's episodic, it kind of gives you a little look into Christmas as like these different episodes, right? Christmas is a holiday that has different, there's different aspects of Christmas that can be explored. For example, shopping for gifts, going to the department store. There's a great scene with this lady who sells lingerie and Clark Griswold and, and he's trying to flirt with her. And it's just hilarious when his son watches. It just, it's a great scene that really shows kind of how crazy things get when people are trying to buy gifts. In addition there's a lot of comedic gold with family members you don't like, right? Meeting family members, bickering family members, how Clark and his wife are in the middle of two bickering families. Clark's parents don't like his wife's parents, vice versa. And this bickering for the first, I guess, 30 minutes is comedic gold. I think I think it's hilarious for the first third. We just get two family, a family dynamic that many people might understand. If, if the both sides don't really like each other, I think that that kind of animosity between the between two people with the kind of a heartwarming message really works. I think what also works is the real comedy comes, I'd say, 45 minutes into the film with kind of the redneck husband and they they're kind of odd people. They're hurting for money and we kind of see them having to having to ask Clark for money and how Clark has to help them and how even though Clark, I don't think really likes these people because they're oddballs, he comes to accept them. And what happens is the family comes together for one vacation. I think that the script written by John Hughes elevates this movie so much. John Hughes, who is an absolutely amazing writer, goes from making a really like 
he takes like base level humor and elevates it because of this great script that is being written by him. So I would say that his writing on this film helps to make it a lot better than it really, I think it really should be because this film really should not work at all. I think, I think that if someone else had written it, it would not have worked. It wouldn't have gone the mix between the mean side and the cynicism with the kind of family elements, but he's able to balance them really well. Like in 16 Candles, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and he's able to make a great film that I think anyone who has never seen this, you know, I'm skeptical. This is the only vacation movie you need to watch. This is the one that changed the game for comedies. And I think that changed the game for the vacation franchise in my eyes. And it made, it took both R-rated and kind of family humor and combined them into making a heartfelt and a little bit cynical Christmas film that anyone who anyone can enjoy. Coming in at my number three spot is a kind of a cheat, but I think it's probably the best. The Besides Die Hard, this is the best thing on the list. And that is the Charlie Brown Christmas special. The Charlie Brown Christmas special really understands how to use comedy and to also have a, like a poignant feeling within this film. So Charlie Brown is being, is part of the school. As I remember, he's part of the school play. And I think that Charlie Brown is getting very sad as he sees kind of Christmas being such a consumerist ideal and people are becoming so consumed by consumerism and Charlie Brown gets a lame tree and it's kind of about him trying to find the meaning of Christmas. And I think this is probably the best TV special of all time. And I'm not exaggerating. This is, has heartwell. It's heartfelt. It's hilarious. Both kids and adults really enjoy it because adults see this deeper message that is underlying that is kind of under there while kids just see funny antics with people. And I think that anyone who has never seen this should definitely go check it out. It's on Apple TV plus. That's a, that's probably the only reason I ever get that subscription is to get Charlie Brown Christmas special. I think, I think this is one of the best and he, Charlie Brown is asked to kind of get him involved in this Christmas play because he's very just, He's kind of sad about the commercialism of Christmas and he, Lucy and Sally and all these people are not acting in a way you think that's Christmas-like. And he gets this really sad tree while Lucy gets this aluminum one. And we get this like seeing like authenticity versus consumerism in this one scene with the different trees. And he gets the saddest tree and he feels so dejected but then Charlie Brown and all his friends at the end of the special come together and begin to sing as he feels, even though he felt dejected, they all come together and find the true meaning of Christmas, which I think was just a brilliant move. And it creates this great feeling. It's a great feeling film. It's a film that I think anyone who's watched it can enjoy. And well, maybe more like a special that everyone can enjoy. And I think that people don't understand how impactful this film was. This is the Charlie Brown kind of era of different specials are all so unique and so different and break down the human psychology of people while also being funny and also being for kids. And I think that's why Charlie Brown is a kind of the essential Christmas, Christmas and holiday specials, the, all the holiday specials they have because they understand the holiday, but they also understand the people 
as it pertains to a holiday like Christmas and finding the true meaning of Christmas and these different relationships between people, I think is absolutely brilliant. I think that Charlie Brown Christmas special, if you have not seen it, I think you definitely should see it. It is amazing. I prefer the other two more. I think this one is the probably the second best quality on here, but I like to watch the other two more because they're just more rewatchable in my eyes. So, yeah. So my number two is Elf. And now Elf, I went back and forth between whether I wanted Elf as number one or my number one as being number one. But I chose Elf as number two because I think that Elf is just a great film. It's hilarious. Will Ferrell's best performance, maybe, maybe his best performance by far. I think it's hilarious. James Caan steals the show. He's the unsung hero of this film. If it hadn't been for James Caan and his dynamic with Buddy the Elf, I think I think this film would not have been good. I think that the dynamic between the two sells this film. I think that Will Ferrell's just great performance as he interacts with New York City. New York City is notoriously known for not being the nicest place, but his interactions with New Yorkers and their there were different different relationships between these two people. It makes the film so much better. I think it's amazing. I think that Elf also, some of my favorite comedy. It's probably the best comedy of the last decade. Maybe, sorry, I mean last two decades. And I'm not kidding. I stand by that statement. It is hilarious. It redefined the genre of Christmas movies. It People thought that Christmas movies were dead after great films like Home Alone, which will you probably know is my number one film. But besides elf created a new kind of christmas film because it had this joyous heart but there if you watch the film enough times you kind of see there's a bit of cynicism james Caan is a bit cynical the characters are not some of the characters are not nice are the not the nicest people but buddy the elf with his eternal optimism elevates this movie from being just okay to being one of the greatest films and it and another unsung hero of this film is John Favreau. John Favreau was a director who made a great film like Made, very underrated picture. And what happens is he makes this Christmas film. No one believes in it. He got sued by a couple of studios and it turned out to be a smash hit. Gets, gets almost $250 million on, in the box office. Puts him on the map as a director. Puts Will Ferrell on the map. Peter Dinklage, this is one of his first roles before he became known for being um, Tyrion in Game of Thrones. So I think that Elf is a really interesting film because you see all these actors and different people behind the camera and, and in front of the camera that kind of got their start in this film. There's a lot of people who you will recognize in this film are in it getting their start. And I think that both John Favreau, John Favreau's direction with the awesome performances from Will Ferrell and even better, better performance is James Caan. I think that if you watch this film and you don't have a smile on your face, you do not have a soul because this is a great film. It is hilarious. I think everyone who has never seen this better definitely give it a watch. I think it's one of the greatest Christmas films of all time. And I think it's actually, it could be probably my top 10 comedies of all time. But my number one Christmas film, this is going to be a shocker to a lot of people. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Now, I love Home Alone 1. Home Alone 1, I think would, if, if I had 
kind of only if I had not chosen one, but both home alone, one would be in the third place spot. But for me, home alone, two is something special. People say it's a ripoff. This is the way you do a template sequel home alone, two raises the bar. New York city is known, as I said, in elf is not the best city. It's um, there's, there was some crime and it's, it was kind of, it's kind of seedy in this film. There's like, it seems pretty seedy in the film itself with, kind of crooks running around and running wild. The stakes are up. The family dynamic is even more strenuous because we see that little Kevin is not just being a kind of bratty kid, but rather he has been wronged by his brother. His brother literally is, it's just terrible. He, he, he humiliates him and the family still blames him. So we feel, we feel actually a lot more for Kevin we get great running gags like the angels with even filthier souls, which is just hilarious. Well, please, when are we getting that on Blu-ray? Just kidding. We have a great cast with Tim Curry um, and some other great actors in that film. And I think that Home Alone 2 is so good. And anyone who has never seen this film definitely needs to go see it. P- I have heard some people, there are very few people I know, it is split down the middle, Home Alone 2 or Home Alone 1. It is a split down the middle. My parents are also split on this film. And I think that if you have not seen this, if you think Home Alone 2, if you have never seen it, you definitely need to watch it. There's a lot of great subplots in this film. I think that the hotel dynamic really adds something special that was not in the first one. I think this dynamic of with the Tim Curry spying on him and trying to kind of figure out if he's a fraud and Rob Schneider, who's also kind of this seedy character, who's this really kind of not smart bellboy and how they're trying to figure out who Kevin McAllister is and all these different relations kind of in these different pieces within the film. We're trying to figure out what Macaulay Culkin also Kevin is doing in the hotel is a great subplot that I think that the film was missing. Another great aspect of this film, I think, is that the not just the better traps, I think the traps are a lot better in this film, but the other thing that I really liked in this film is kind of Marv and Joe Pesci are a little bit more ruthless in this film. They are trying to hurt a charity. They're very kind of, I think they're more menacing in this film because they have a vendetta against both Kevin and they're a lot more greedy in this film. They're not just robbing a house, they're robbing a charity. So they become much more villainous, I think, in this film. And you see them being a lot more evil than they are in some of the other in Home Alone 1. And I also think that the other thing that made this film better is Kevin is out of his element. He's not at home. He's kind of being pushed by New York City to grow and how he begins to grow in this film with the pigeon lady and how he discovers his morality with the charity, which also ups the stakes because Kevin, his house is not being robbed with replaceable items, but a charity that does good work is being robbed. So that creates a lot of attention in the film. I think this film is the best is one of the best template sequels. It doesn't just take the template of the first film, it improves on it exponentially by adding more subplots, better actors, funnier scenes, great running gags. I think that Uncle Frank is still just so mean in that film. No one likes him and he's he he 
the, the just the one scene with him in the shower plays such an integral part in the movie and i just i love this film i think it has a big heart it has it does have a little it's not too cynical but there's a little bit of cynicism in it and i think that it has a great heart it's one that i watch try to watch every year i think it's better than the first one i think that anyone who's ever seen home alone 2 is skeptical about it because of it being kind of a the first one again um kind of a rehash of the first one discard all of that when you watch it you're going to be amazed on how good this home alone film is how good home alone 2 is and i think that it comes in at number one for me. I just want to say thank you so much for listening. I wanted also to say, make sure to like and subscribe this video. I also want to say, please comment down below. What are your top five Christmas films? I'm going to have that conversation. Also, make sure. And also make sure when you're commenting down below, tell me why you like that Christmas film. And I just wanted to say thank you so much and make sure to reel it in. <laughs>